0: Hello there, everyone. Richard Tubb here with episode 9 of Tub Talk, the podcast for IT consultants, and a really special interview today with Mark Gadsden. Mark is a fascinating guy. He was introduced to me by a mutual friend, Philip Morgan, who some of you might recall uh, we interviewed in episode three of the podcast. Uh, Philip from the network group there. Um, Mark lives in Andorra, a beautiful part of the world, a principality of France and near to Spain. And Mark uh, runs his business there and runs it remotely. Uh, the offices are actually based in London, and he's got technical support staff and other technical staff based in Canada. So, for any Anybody who's a fan of Tim Ferriss and the four-hour work week, you'll be interested in what Mark and I talk about in the interview here. We talk about travel caching, the challenges of managing a team remotely, and some best practices for getting that done and been successful with it. Mark and I also talk about Zimbra, um, a hosting platform there which is going to be a fantastic alternative uh, to the traditional platforms that many managed service providers use. I'll be honest I didn't know a great deal about Zimbra going into this but Mark really opened my eyes and I think you can tell from our interview how impressed I was with the Zimbra solution. So without further ado here's my interview with Mark Gadston. Hi everyone, Richard Tubb here, and I'm joined today by Mark Gadson. How are you doing, Mark?
1: Very good, thanks Richard. Nice to be here. Thank you very much.
0: So, um, you are the owner of Intuition, a London-based hosting company. Tell me a little bit more about Intuition.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm one of the directors of Intuition Networks. Um, We're a uh, um, long-time provider of email, um, uh, both email security and uh, email collaboration. Um, Zimbra is uh, our our key product, our service is based on Zimbra. We chose Zimbra in uh, 2006. Uh, We were looking around for an alternative to our POP3 infrastructure that we we had quite a few uh, POP3 um, mailboxes. And uh, we didn't want to go down the exchange route um, because we, at that time, Microsoft Exchange was a difficult product to manage at scale. Um, And we found uh, Zimbra. It was a new uh, solution built by a bunch of really clever engineers in uh, Silicon Valley. And pretty quickly, it was uh, um, sort of grew quite fast, we became one of the early partners in 2006. And uh, we started hosting it, built a platform in our London data center. Um, and uh, Zimbra was sold to Yahoo. Um, Yahoo took it off the scale in terms of uh, numbers of users and uh, it powered the Yahoo mail service for quite a while, um, quite a long time. Um, and then um, it was bought by uh, VMware. VMware took it into the corporate space. Um, all the time we're still partners of each each entity and uh, over the years we've um we've now become the the sort of one of the go-to partners in in the uk and and, and europe for for zimbra when they've got somebody that wants to do something um, uh, with zimbra on a hosting basis so we tend to get involved in a lot of projects that are white label um, and people that want to want to host a. A solution. So we've got customers from um, small IT companies that we've been here talking to today and uh, we've got uh, really large um, sort of more service provider type people who, who don't want the cost of and hassle of running their own infrastructure. So we do that on a white label basis for them. So that's really what we're what we're, what we're doing in a nutshell.
0: So I'm fascinated by Zimbra. So you give me a demonstration of the product and blown away by just how simple it is you yep. know, uh, and the little or no administrative overheads to it. I guess uh, Office 365 is the big gorilla in the market, Sure is, Hosted yeah. Exchange before that, lots of IT companies, people watching this video are going to be very, very familiar with Office 365 and Hosted Exchange. What does Zimbra offer that maybe um, Exchange doesn't? So what about feature compatibility? Um, uh, Talk a little bit more about that. And also maybe things that Zimbra does that Exchange doesn't do whatsoever.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it's a question that you get a lot. And I think people think if it's not Exchange, it's going to be some sort of third-party, you know, third-rate solution. Um, uh, So I think that, you know, the first thing is that when you give someone a demonstration and, and, and... explain to them that you know there's your outlook running with Zimbra at the back end oh, oh I didn't realize that that was I thought that was exchange because um, you've got pretty much feature parity you know, Zimbra is an exchange server it's a completely different solution it's not trying to be exchange server um, Zimbra set out to redefine the way that email works um, we can that we consume email in 2006 with a with a one of the very first Ajax front-end so before html5 was around um, before you could really do much in a website um, Zimbra's interface was very rich and you could do everything you could drag and drop and move things around, um, and that was at a time when Outlook Web Access was pretty ropey, yeah, um, really and well. you know it wasn't wasn't a nice solution to use. So Zimbra came along and said, you know, you don't need a client; you can use um, the web the Webmail as your primary client. And certainly, a lot of people do that. We've got um, we've got uh, some some really big installations just doing uh, uh, um, Webmail only, um, so Gmail type solution. Yeah. Um, but the point is, most businesses, I think, still really want to integrate with uh, with Exchange, uh, sorry, with Outlook and with their iPhones and their Android phones, etc., and all of that supported out of the box. Um, some of the things that um, Zimbra can do that um, Exchange can't. I mean, you know, there's it's a different solution. It looks different. It works differently. Um, the sharing the is very straightforward. Um, there's an inbuilt built um, document management solution called the Briefcase, which um, allows you to upload and download documents. Um, it's a bit like a SharePoint. Portal, I suppose, mm. a basic SharePoint portal, um, but it's really simple, and it's and it's built in as part of Zimbra. You can share that amongst a group of, um, you know, a, a group of users, or you can, you know, departments or company wide, etc., depending on how sophisticated you want to make the sharing permissions. And uh, it's very easy then to share um, uh, files, and there's versioning, so you can see whether, you know, if I upload a file, you can see that it's it's been um, changed by me, which version, et cetera, and you can revert to different versions. So that's a feature that's been um, quite interesting. And something that's coming very soon is um, Zimbra. I'm probably jumping ahead now, Richard, No, no, but, please uh, do,
0: because the next question I was going to ask you is about this feature that's upcoming. Yeah, collaboration right. collaboration So,
1: version. So um, the uh, Sync and Share um, solution is, is, is Zimbra's um, new um, you know, I, I guess, extension of the briefcase, which gives you Dropbox-like features um, inside your private installation of Zimbra. So you can still share with external users, but the data's controlled in your, in your your you know within your installation. So if you're on our cloud, our cloud's hosted in the UK, um, so the data will stay in the UK. If you've got your own installation of Zimbra, because you can buy a license for Zimbra and you can install it in your office, um, which, <laughs> believe it or not, people are still interested in doing, um, and uh, particularly in industries where you know that sort of thing matters, um, and so you know you can you can share your documents and, and know that the, the control isn't going outside the the organisation, which I think is a big concern for for, for yeah, the you know the consumer-based uh, file sharing solutions. And then there's various other things coming down the line. Um, Zimbra are making great strides with um, the architecture, and they're making it really easy for us as service providers to provide an always-on solution um, and to scale it out to, to massive scales. Um, I mean, one of their biggest partners in the US has got uh, over 40 million mailboxes on one installation. So you know that gives them some experience to uh, to do some say, quite yeah. clever stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, so yeah, that's 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 where. And it's not at.
0: just email. Is it? So we've already talked about the, the briefcase and the Dropbox-like right. uh, facilities, but of course one of the questions that is immediately going to come up is around calendaring. So right. t- Talk me through the calendaring features. Is it comparable to Exchange?
1: Yeah, I, I actually um, I've, I really enjoy using the calendar and I've really found it's improved productivity because, um, for instance, one of the nice features, if you're in the, the web client, you can drag an email onto your mini calendar and it, it instantly creates an appointment and um, it includes you in the, in the meeting invite. It puts the body of the email email into the into the details of the meeting um and there's also things called so before i jump into zimlets there's things um about the calendar that make it really easy there's a fish eye view so when you're looking at your month you can you can click on the day and it it expands to show you the the full day um so just some really nice usability um of of the calendar you can share everything in zimbra so you know if i wanted to share a a work holidays calendar um i can set that up and just like with exchange you can have it auto accepting um You know, shared resource. You can have it auto accepting um, meeting requests or deferring the meeting request to an administrator. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's terribly sophisticated. It's, it's, it's got what you'd expect from a grown-up collaboration solution. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it isn't third-rate for, for any, in any stretch of the imagination. Definitely
0: not. And from everything I've seen of it as well, it looks like, you know, I was blown away by the demo, uh, demonstration Great. you gave. Great, thanks. Um, uh, and how well it came across, the low admin sort of overheads to it as well. Which, so I guess which begs the question, is Zimbra one of the industry's sort of best-kept secrets? Why aren't more IT companies offering it? Because it's clearly... An enterprise ready solution.
1: Yeah, um, uh, you're absolutely right. I think it is a best kept secret. It is is a great, solid solution. And I and I think um, you know Zimbra are addressing that with the new um, that they were recently bought out as a management buyout from from VMware, and they've created their own company. So um, they also merged with a social media um, enterprise social media provider, um, and so there's some integration of um, social media aspects of. Um, of of enterprise into yeah. Zimbra, and that's definitely um, you know we all know that. Email is changing from from a standard. I send you an email, you reply to more of a conversational based thing with IM and, and all of that. Oh, so, so having the
0: conversation, forgive me for interrupting. Having the conversation with a number of resellers, uh, we're we're in uh, Telford for the for the network group event today, Mark and myself, and uh, having the conversation, saying, uh, blowing the minds of some of the resellers, saying, well, you realise younger people don't use email, right? They use yeah, instant exactly. messaging, they yeah. use Twitter and things like that. So so
1: certainly long term. Rob Howard, who's the CTO of um, of the of the whole of Zimbra, um, he came from the, the, the social media entity and he, he's taken over control of product development and so on um, he's a really smart guy and he's got some really great ideas about how to move forward the whole email um, the, the workflow and, and how to really improve that so quite excited to know what's going to come and I think that's where things are going to really um, start to branch out from you know Zimbra is a great base product now and you know we've got feature parity with exchange in many areas but it'd be quite nice to move away from the conversation about exchange because yeah. actually Zimbra in its own right can offer some some real value I think that's that's going to start to become apparent soon but coming back to your earlier point about you know what is it that why should it companies be selling zimbra and and you know kind of in a way swimming uphill because obviously clients are demanding 365 Uh, and i do get that but i think um one of our colleagues in the the meeting earlier on brought up a uh, a point about you know the successful it resellers are are people that really build relationships with their clients and that really have a solid support ethos and that they really look after their clients and provide a great service and i think that that if you've got a relationship with a client why give your your client to microsoft or to google or to any other of the big players because you know you can't control what they're going to do um and you know in our model the way we sell our services we sell to you as the reseller, and the reseller sells on to their client. We don't know anything about your client. You know, it's not it's not our interest. Our interest is in providing a great email service and, you know, a utility that you can go off and, and sell on. So I think that uh, I think that it's building value in your business is, is the key thing, and, and I think that's what IT resellers need to think about is, you know, what is the long-term value of my business and, and you know, what, what am I doing? And, you know, sometimes it's harder to do things that aren't what everyone else is doing, yeah. but long-term it pays off. Um, and I guess you have to decide, do I want to just be selling what everybody else is selling? Or do I want to differentiate a little bit and actually you know, build something of real value? Um, and you know, it, it takes a long time to build value, but uh, it's worth it in the long run. So uh,
0: Continuously yeah. surprises me, I guess a bit of a soapbox moment for me, but when Microsoft's small business server was retired by Microsoft, there was people up in arms. It was like, oh, you're removing my business. You're <laughs> taking away my business. And, of course, the reality is there was lots and lots of alternatives to Microsoft's small business server. Um, and I think it's probably the same for for hosted email, for exchange, and things like that. There's so many good alternative options out there. Um, so I'm flabbergasted the more IT companies aren't investigating solutions like Zimbra and seeing how they can sort of package it up, wrap their own value around it, and sell it to clients as well, make themselves a little bit different Mm. from everyone else right. in the industry.
1: I mean, I think, I think it's challenging because, you know, Microsoft have got a massive marketing machine and they do a really great job. Um, and, you know, their pricing is very, very aggressive. And I think, but, you know, you've talked, I've read your blog posts about, you know, increasing your prices, not decreasing your prices to compete in a marketplace. And I, I think there's a limit to what, to what you know, how, how, how um, cavalier you can get with pricing. You know, you need to be, you need to be fairly realistic. But uh, I think it comes back to this, what value are you offering? If you're offering great value and, and a great service, then um, you know, IT should be in the background, and um, you know it should just function for the people that want to use it. Uh, we shouldn't be worrying about what the technology is. It's it's um, it, it, does it serve a purpose and does it do the job? If it does the job for the customer, then then the reseller can look at well, how does it fit for my business? You know, does it give me does it give me a long term future, or am I giving my customers to 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 somebody else?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, So with all that said, let's talk about pricing a a little bit. Um, So lots of people who are watching this video are going to be working in the SMB space, uh, where clients are typically cost-conscious or price-sensitive. So how does Zimbra match up in terms of cost, in in broad figures, in sort of... in brand figures against exchange and the alternatives?
1: Yeah, well, I, I think really, really competitively. I mean, we've, um, we've worked hard with Zimbra to, to to create some really competitive packages in the market. And I think we're a channel-only um, player, so we, we, we don't give out pricing to, to, you know, retail pricing, et cetera, and our, our partners set the prices that they think are appropriate for their market. Um, and they tend to bundle in other services and support et cetera, so you know that's that's how that works but you know definitely highly competitive and you know there's definitely a cost saving there um, over over um, uh, 365 for instance um, and we've got various packages starting from you know a very uh, sort of basic package pop 3 to allow um, you know a lot of our partners we find have got you know a couple of 100 300 um, pop 3 accounts that yeah. are hosted with um, you know one and one or fast host or something Clients are saying, uh, you know, I need better services. I need my. I need. I need to read my email on my iPhone. I want it to sync. You know, I want to be able to send an email on my iPhone and see it in my Outlook on my desk. You know, classic thing. And uh, believe it or not, people still haven't got that functionality. And and so um, we provide a, a you know a, a basic package that allows our partner to migrate in. Um, give them the same POP3 service, and then it's just clicking a button to upgrade them to the the higher end packages, um, which makes more margin for the for the reseller, but it also saves their headache of having to run the the, the POP3 service, which a lot of these um, hosting packages can be a bit unreliable and uh, and um, you know cause problems. So yeah, yeah.
0: And talking about reliability, where is uh, tell me a bit about the the back end, uh, where okay. your data centre is, where the data is stored, because lots of people are going to be. Uh very interested to see where the dice are stored. So, what's your back end look like? Yeah, okay. Easy now, Richard. In the sense that it was meant to <laughs> Yeah,
1: so, um, so, right, so we've got two data centers, one in um, in Manchester and one in uh, London. London's our primary data center. And we've um, got our own, All of, everything's hosted on our own equipment. We're not buying in, um, you know, like um, Amazon. EC2 instances or something like that. This is all done properly. Um, it's using um, we use Dell kit, um, so we've got multiple um, Dell um, servers running virtual infrastructure. Obviously, we've got a, a VM infrastructure. Um, in fact, we've, we've been doing that since the dawn of, of virtual virtualization and uh, it's, it's helped us achieve a lot of economies of scale and power saving, and so on, make us much more green. Um, but yeah, we've we've got multiple servers, and um, Zimbra is set up in such a way that we've got multiple um servers across uh, the platform um so we've got a, a highly uh, reliable um hosting platform data storage etc and we we're pretty um pretty uh, uh careful about data backups because you know it's the lifeblood emails the lifeblood of the organization and uh, we i think we say for every one gig of data stored in a mailbox we're actually storing eight gig in total in terms of replication so every zimbra server has a a, a partner um, where all the data is replicated across to that partner server. Um, and, uh, and then we also back up that data in our own data center. We encrypt it and we send it out of the data center encrypted. So, you know, we're storing multiple blobs of data. And we're able to restore up to 30 days um, mailboxes. And, and there's a self-restore feature in Zimbra, which is really nice. So you can, you know, users can recover from, even after they've deleted from the, the trash folder. Um, they can still recover. And one of the common things they do is they right click their inbox and go empty inbox, yep. you know, and it just, all their mails disappear, but they can get those back. And also because of our backup infrastructure, we can do that. And again, I think that's one of the things that differentiates us. You know, you can, you can get on the phone to us or, or email us and we'll respond and we'll do something. And, you know, we had a reseller panicking the other day because one of their major clients had deleted a couple of mailboxes by mistake. In fact, it was a bit more ominous than that. Someone had left and deleted some mailboxes and we were able to recover the, the mailboxes really quickly for them and, and it was all sorted, no dramas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that um, you know, the, some of the bigger providers are, you, know, you don't necessarily get that level of service. It's, um, it's one of our differentiators we can...
0: Well, it's a really interesting point, actually, isn't it? Especially when you look at the, the lower end of the market where people are, are, are shopping basically on, on cost. They don't factor in... I guess what you'd call the total cost of ownership. Right. You know, historically, you don't factor in if something goes wrong. Is this going to come back and bite me in the bum? Yeah. gonna Am I going to be able to get my data out? So reassuring to know that you know you've got those uh, facilities in place. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And I
1: mean, we've 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 been running this since 2006, and we do little things like we we host all of our um, uh, Zimbra um, primary volumes on. We keep them um, under um, under a terabyte in size, and we just have multiple multiple versions. It means that if we need to restart a mailbox server, and there 's a disk integrity check which if you, get a, if you get forced to run a disk integrity check you 've got to run the disk integrity check otherwise you 're playing with fire and you know if you 've got multiple terabyte volumes, um, this can take some some hours to to scan in even you know, some days in certain mm-hmm. cases so, so' little things like that experience has taught us to to just sort of be cautious and we 're very cautious. Um, and, and you know we, we test um, new upgrades uh, extensively, and we've got a great relationship with Zimbra. We have a bi, uh, bi-monthly call with um, the VP of product development and support, and he feeds back to us anything that's going on, and, and we feed back, back back up to him. So we've got a great two-way relationship, and we always know what's going on before we before we do any major upgrades and so on. Mm.
0: So Zimbra, it's um, comparable to Exchange. Yep. Feature comparable. In fact, it's got some features that Exchange doesn't have. It's just as reliable. It's yep. cheaper.
1: Yep. So why when aren't are you doing right it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Richard. Thanks for the uh, for the sales pitch. Yeah. Well,
0: let's switch gears a minute from Zimbra then, because one of the other areas of uh, Intuition um, is uh, WordPress hosting. Yeah, exactly. My my blog is uh, run on WordPress. I run another couple of sites on WordPress. Uh, tell us about the WordPress hosting aspect of the Intuition business.
1: Yeah, so we're really excited about WordPress. Actually, we um, you know we've been doing WordPress hosting probably like every other. Person in the country, um, or, you know, a hosting company. We we host WordPress sites, and and, and we've um, you know, a development team use we we power all our own stuff with WordPress, um, our own you know, public facing websites, etc. And um, we came across a, a company in the startup in, in Canada. And um, to cut a long story short, we've, we've, um, we've done a, a really interesting partnership with them um, and we've formed a, a new business to run um, a WordPress hosting from called uh, EasyPress. And um, the team from EasyPress in Canada and us have, have come together. So they've already got two hosting sites in Canada and America. Um, we've built a brand new um, hosting uh, facility in, in our data centre in Manchester. And we've got replication into London, so we've got a really solid WordPress um, platform, and everything's uh, automated so we can scale up very quickly if we if we need to add more WordPress servers et cetera um, we've built a um, a full you know it's a full uh, managed WordPress solution so you've got caching layer, you've got content delivery networks you've got um, security. You've got uh, the ability to um, lock the site down. It's just a single button click. You can you can basically change all the permissions to really improve the security. Um, and uh, I think most importantly, it's backed up by amazing support. And I think um, you've got some experience of absolutely. migrating to us. And and yeah.
0: um, well, I'll, I'll happily give a testimonial at this stage. So I wasn't just pushing you into giving not a not testimonial, like but like I, you I, know, I was just absolutely just going to. So I've moved a couple of my uh, WordPress websites across and um moved from a very well known u s hosting company right um you know for the volumes of data that all the volumes of visitors that I get uh fan the entire process fantastic, you know no downtime, everything went swimmingly and victor and and the team in Canada you know you've got some real stars there because Uh, They're real WordPress experts. They know what they're talking about. I think the proof of the pudding for me is in, you know, I was doing uh, before and after tests. I like to measure everything and uh, and see the difference. Um, uh, So previously my website was loaded in around five seconds, which feels like an eternity in in the modern age. Um, And it's actually down to just over one second at the moment. And I know you and I, I mean, Victor have talked about it as well, and there's probably, you know, some tweaking to be done there to get it down. Um, So absolutely no change in code. The site moved across as it was, and it sort of shaved the best part of four seconds off. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm a convert already.
1: Yeah, uh, great. And, I, I mean, that's that's great, great uh, anecdotal experience because, you know, that's, that's what we've found as well with our own sites. They improved um, uh, exponentially, and, and other people have said, God, the speed's amazing. And, in fact, without even asking, I was chatting to someone the other day. They'd moved their site across. And they said, God, the, the, the admin section's so fast, you know, just click, yeah. click, click. That's and it, the real thing I yeah. noticed
0: the admin section, you know, just uh, flies by. So I, I tend... You know, I'm not a WordPress guru by any means, but I tend to spend a lot of time in the admin section, and it, it just absolutely flies.
1: Makes a big difference, doesn't it? It does. Well, yeah. we, you know, we've invested a lot of money in hardware, and 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 Victor and the team have really, you know, Victor's a WordPress guru. He's been using WordPress yeah. for years, and he's 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 created the ultimate, you know, in his mind, the ultimate WordPress um, stack, if you like, because you know, it's not just a case of installing WordPress and PHP etc. There's there's all sorts of things that go on in the background to to make uh, to make it really fast. Um, and I think you know, combined with our experience of running hosting platforms, and, and you know, networking and so on. We've got a really great data center set up in, in Manchester. Fantastic networking, um, you know, with um, with really good uh, bandwidth and so on. So we've got, you know, we've got a really solid proposition, I think. And uh, really looking forward to to taking it out there and uh, and uh, and and getting on a lot of clients and, and seeing if we make a success out of it. So
0: good. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to follow that story with interest, and I've got no doubt you're going to be successful uh, with that side of things. Now, again, I want to change gears just a little bit. So we've mentioned the offices in London. We've mentioned the data centre in Manchester, the support team in right. Canada. Yeah, I think it's going to be. Sorry,
1: the, the WordPress guys in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, and, and, and mixed in with the guys the in the UK, UK as well. Theory, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to, before we freak anyone out. Yeah, and,
0: and, and then um, on top of all that, I think people will find it very interesting that you're located as one of the directors of the business, located out of Andorra, yep. uh, which you call home. Um, I'm intrigued to to hear how you uh, help to manage the team. You know, this distributed team uh, across the world. Your
1: thoughts on that? Yeah, they, they manage themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, you know, our team goes back, you know, um, Matt, who's in charge of our um, our platform, he, he's worked with me since uh, pretty much he came out of university. So um, uh, that's, I, I don't know, I'm guessing... 14 years or something. Um, We started off in a small office in Sussex and we had a data center under the stairs. So we we built a rack with some Dell computers um, running on a 512 kilobit uh, lease line when lease lines were all the rage and uh, that's how we started hosting and, and that's where we and we had a development side of the business as well. So we've always had development and, and hosting and we te- we ended up majoring on hosting and that's where we ended up coming into Zimbra Partnership and so on. But um, yeah, so so Matt and, um, and our head of development, Colin, both have worked for the company for a long time and the rest of the gang are all people that have been around for a long time and, and, and they're known and, you know, I think share the same values about what we want. We want to build a solid company and and and, um, and so the team, you know, take responsibility for what they're doing and and um, so we, we don't need to see each other uh, regularly. Um, and we communicate via um, phone. and We've got a great voice over IP phone system that means that we can, um, you know, keep a line open for no cost and that works really well. Um, so we can, if we're working on a project together, we can just keep the line open. We've got Skype, obviously. Um, although I've noticed that there isn't a lot of video conferencing going on <laughs> in a technical company, whereas no one's particularly keen on uh, on uh, on video. Uh, we have um, we use um, Basecamp project management um, fairly extensively, and we're just looking to um, to improve that with some some sort of slightly more hardcore um, project management solutions, um, probably something like Pivotal Tracker or or um, one of the um, one of the tools from Um uh, I um, uh, can't think of the name, Gyro, I think it is, isn't it? Um, we're just looking around right now for for, for some slightly more grown up, um, agile based uh, uh, project management solutions. But we we do, you know, I, th- I think email probably, instant message, um, uh, and um, and and Basecamp is the is the kind of cornerstone of how we how we run the business these days, and. Um, and, and we have regular regular meetings, just like you would in a normal company. Um, but they tend to be a bit more focused because, you know, you're not worrying about getting cups of tea and messing about. You're just, you know, on the phone, get, get the meeting done with and... and uh yeah, pretty focused. And the great thing about Andorra is it's got fantastic communications, we've got 100 meg fibre to the door in every house, which is... Um,
0: I guess we should say, where is Andorra at this point for those people who don't know? So right. I was scratching my head to initially, I've got a rough idea, but perhaps... So, so don't know.
1: Andorra sits between uh, France and, uh, and Spain. So it's in the Pyrenees and uh, it's a, a place of about 70,000 people and uh, a very small um, principality um, run by the co-princes of uh, France and Spain. Um, and it's got a, but it's an independent democratic parliament and with its own constitution etc and it's not part of the eu so it's it's outside of the eu uh going through an enormous change at the moment there's a big 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 stuff happening in andorra it's really becoming modern it's uh, you know a place that was cut off from the world um and mountain people that lived there and and uh, you know it's 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 changed in the last 40 50 years it's gone through you know, it's gone from literally probably some people never seeing outsiders too. it's now you know becoming a big commercial hub and and uh, you know the government are really trying to to improve things so it's an exciting place to be and in, in interesting times um and uh, you know really easy to communicate you can um, get on a plane from barcelona and be in england with no time at all um so yeah um, it's great great lifestyle
0: yes and why not why not yeah. the technology's there the team's there you can you know manage a business of of this nature from from anywhere in the world, really. So, as we're sat here, it's just started snowing outside yeah, here in right. the UK. Yeah. Why would we want to sit here in the cold when you can be sitting in beautiful Andorra? Yeah,
1: and yeah. Well, I mean, it's way. been sunny every day since literally. I think we've had three days of of, of cloudy weather and snow since uh, Christmas. So, I mean, it's been sunny every day, and uh, yeah, it just really helps. You know, uh, everyone thinks that I've spent all day skiing, um, which is completely <laughs> untrue. <all> <laughs> Uh, we Actually, a friend of mine and I added it up and we'd probably ski less than you would if you went skiing on a holiday. Yeah. Um, because, you know, work, you work really hard, really passionate about what we do and, you know, really excited with to, um, to the stuff that's happening in the WordPress. And so, you know, you end up working a lot. And, and that's what actually one of the dangers, I think, is uh, because you're a bit divorced from things, you can, you can focus much better and you end up uh, probably, probably working too much. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. And I want to touch upon one thing. Um, so obviously, one of the downsides to, to living in a you know a different part of the world is when you want to come back to the UK to see friends and family. The, the travel. Yeah. So you have said you know the flight is not too much trouble, but uh, we're both big fans of Tim Ferriss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and some of his travel tips. And I'm fascinated that you've been travel caching.
1: Yeah, I've been trying to get the travel caching thing so set for, up. For yeah. people
0: who are not familiar, maybe tell them what travel caching is and, and how you, you've you, utilized it for your. Travel. Right. Yeah.
1: So um, so the idea with travel caching is that you know I I, I hate having loads of luggage. It's just yeah. uh, such a noise and being able to get on the plane and just you know, with a small rucksack and, uh, you know, the essentials is ideal because it just means you can get on and off much more quickly and you can sit right at the front of the aircraft. Well, before EasyJet did the seating, I used to be able to get a seat usually right at the front because, uh, you know, you get off really quick. But... um yeah, I think uh, travel caching is where you basically arrange, you know, if you're going to spend a lot of time in a, in a particular place, you arrange some sort of cache of, of your essentials. And I think Tim Ferriss goes as far as just caching food, you know, for yeah. breakfast because he eats some bean combination or something like that. I'm not going that far. I like my fried breakfast in the hotel. <laughs> We're
0: not quite on the four hour body just yet. No,
1: so. no, no, we, neither of us <laughs> have really achieved that yet, have we? <laughs> but, there's, you know, that's it's going to come later in the year, Absolutely. I think. So uh yeah sure um what basically what I've managed to set up is a is a location where I can hang my suits and 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 uh, shirts and and you know underwear and su- shoes and things and uh, it means that um uh, I've also got an arrangement with uh, with the hotel I'm lucky enough that my uh, stepdad was he made me a member of a of a club that he was a member of um before he passed away and and it's the one of the best things he's ever done for me because it just means it's so convenient and it's in central London I can get into London um, the room rates are really reasonable, and I've got a locker there that I can stash my stuff in, and, and uh, so it means I can, you know, I came over the other day with a with a rucksack, um, a laptop, um, a few essentials, and uh, I got my wash kit, all my all my clothes for the week, and uh, and then put it back. They wash it, iron it, dry clean it, etc. And uh, and then next time I come over, it's all, all ready to go. Fantastic, so, I love it. Yeah. So
0: you live in Andorra, one of the most beautiful parts of the world. You don't even have to go through the the real pain of travel that most of us do, picking up luggage and things. I, I, a lot of people watching this are probably going to be getting angry at you at this point. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> it's not
1: all it's not all, not all uh, bed of roses, That's and true, it, you know that it's that taken is. some years to get to this point where where um, it's got it's got it set up, and you know it has its downsides. Uh, I mean. Um, Mm. not sure what they are, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's for real, you know, it's not so if somebody says, hey, can you come come meet us? And it's a really important meeting. Yeah. You know, that's a day, it's a day traveling either side. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it, it, you lose some spontaneity. It does make you plan a bit better. Um, yeah. But um, I used to be really nervous about, it. you know, I was worried that customers might think, oh, you know, the service is going to drop off, etc. But um Yeah, I think more and more companies are are proving that you don't need to have an office these days. And you know, the people behind WordPress, um, Automatic—they've got a massive business and you know, making massive revenues. And uh, uh, and and they're completely virtual, from what I understand.
0: Um, It makes much less of a difference nowadays. Right. I think you know where you're located in the world and 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 the type of people you're working with. So I'm in awe of what you've achieved uh, with the business with Intuition. blown away by the Zimbra uh, platform. I think it's a real opportunity for IT companies to look into as a, an alternative to exchange. So thank you for your time today. That's really a pleasure. Really appreciate Great it. Pleasure. Thanks if, for your time. If anybody uh, watching or listening wants to uh, to get in touch with you to talk about Zimbra or WordPress hosting or even travel caching and what it's like living in Andorra, how would they uh, reach out to you?
1: Yeah, so um, probably the easiest thing to do is to um, hit up the website in-tuition.net. That's intuition with a hyphen between the in and the tuition. And uh, just... Go to the contact form and, and or you know give us a ring um, and I'll see i see most of the contact requests come through so um, yeah easiest way to get in touch um, uh, you've got my contact details probably absolutely
0: I'll make sure this goes into the show notes as well and yeah. you're on Twitter as well
1: on Twitter yeah so uh, Gado um, I think it's G A D zero or G D G A D D zero. We'll put it in the show notes. (laughs) Can't even remember my own Twitter (laughs) handle. Yeah. So yeah, I'm on Twitter and um, and uh, I'm on Facebook. uh, Well, I tend to use Facebook more for personal personal stuff. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, it'd be great to great to engage with uh, any of your readers and 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 chat about anything. I'm I'm always uh, keen to talk about. uh, Well, you know, technology and or uh, skiing mountains etc and food generally is are the three things that we tend to talk about quite a lot so uh, and we haven't really gone into the food thing so uh, maybe that's for the
0: next instalment of the podcast yeah <laughs> well Mark thanks so much really Richard thanks a
1: lot really appreciate your time cheers, cheers.
0: I think you'll agree that was a great interview with Mark, very insightful. And I'm sure Mark is somebody that uh, we would like to get back on the podcast and hear about more. So, as always, thank you very much for the feedback that you've given on the podcast. I do appreciate the feedback about consistency, getting episodes out. So, the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive for the content of the podcast and people saying, please, can we have it more consistently? My goal when I started the podcast was to deliver at least one episode a month. Gonna try and see if I can. Step that up a little bit. I do do a lot of travelling for for business as well as pleasure. So uh, trying to fit the podcast in with that is sometimes a challenge, but I'll do my very best. And in the weeks upcoming, we've got interviews with Chris Mar from the Content Marketing Academy. Fantastic interview with Chris uh, to come there. And I also had an interview with Chris Day from IT Glue, um, one of Canada's biggest MSPs, um, fully managed. Fascinating interview with a very, very successful business owner and software as a service business owner. So that's upcoming as well. If there's anybody that you would like me to interview on the podcast, please do get in touch. Richard at blog, co UK. And thanks for all of the five star reviews that we've received on iTunes to date. Really genuinely appreciated it helps uh, this podcast to get found by a new audience. And so if you can take the time to leave a review on iTunes, I'd very much appreciate it. So as always, I hope to see you out there at the events within the IT community. Don't be afraid do come up and say hello to me if you see me at the, any of those events and thank you for listening i do appreciate it i'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode of top talk